Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I am so pleased today to have back with us Yolanda Holder. Uh, she missed uh, last month because of a terrible incident that happened in Florida, and we're glad to have her back. And we uh, want to uh, just discuss the kind of tremendous things uh, that she's doing in preparation for her uh, outstanding event. And we want to grow inspiration from the things that she's doing uh, uh, because we know that if she can do them, she can inspire us to take one day at a time and do them ourselves. It's important that we make sure we make health a very important part of our existence. And we uh, listen to people who are on the journey to great health uh, keeping themselves able to do things that n- should not be possible uh, at their age. But there are a lot of people out there doing things at an older age, uh, Yolanda, that uh, weren't doing them before. So we need to take inspiration from all of them that tells us that we need to get get off the couch and get out there and get our bodies moving. Yes, that is so true, James, and thank you so much. 
thank you so much for having me on your show again. And, yes, we do need to get up off the couch at our age. So what is it that you're doing now? And tell us what what you're getting prepared for, the great event that you're going to be involved in. And and how is it that we just need to stop making excuses and start getting busy? Um. Yeah, that's true. We we all have many excuses, and lately we've been coming up with some really good excuses. Um, what I did, um, first of all, I'm a two-time Guinness World Record holder for the most marathons in the calendar year. I am the first uh, African-American, uh, male or female, and the second woman in the world to ever run or walk, which I'm a power walker, over 100 marathons in a calendar year in 2006. Um, excuse me, in 2010, I broke an eight-year record and did uh, 106 marathons. In 2012, I broke my own record with 120 marathons and ultras. And, um, and that was at the age of between 50 and 55. I'm really excited to share with you that I will be coming May 8th I will be 60 years young, entering into a new chapter. And last year, I did the longest certified race in the world, and it was the 3,100-mile race in New York City. And what we did was you get an invitation. So I was blessed to get the invitation. Um, I was one of uh, nine other athletes from around the world. I was the only American and I was the third American, second woman, American woman to ever do this race. And what it was is that we had 52 days to reach 3,100 miles, which meant I had to do 60 miles a day for 52 straight days to reach the 3,100. So I'm going to let you think about that for a minute. Again, I there I. <laughs> going to repeat myself I had to power walk oh that was another thing too that was the main thing I forget that I set a world record I was the first pedestrian to ever do the race and the pedestrian is a walker back in the 18th centuries walking was huge it was big as football and basketball people came from all over the country to see these men and women walk and they got paid millions of dollars to do this i get paid nothing <laughs> my husband teases me and says if we ever get a divorce he's taking all my medals he's getting those <laughs> and i have over 600 medals but um the 3100 mile race um it was just really huge it was, I've done many six-day races, and yes, that's six days. I stayed up um, for six days walking, and I podium on all six days of my races. Um, I'm actually on the 10-day race. There's only one here in America, the 10-day race, and it's in New York. And I, two years ago, I set, um, I broke an American record, so I, I still hold that title. I did 622 miles in 10 days. And the race is coming up again in April, and I'm praying that no female try to break my record, <laughs> even though records are meant to be broken. Um, but back to the 3100. So last year it, it was June on Father's Day, June 18th through August 7th, and it, it was brutal. 
it was uh, the weather was just. I live in California, in Southern California, and so we don't get all this humidity and uh, it, and the rain. It, it rained. Um, it was hot. It was humid. It, it was just really, really brutal. So I had not only the elements to deal with. I ended up getting blisters, and then I lost uh, close to 20 pounds. I uh, lost my appetite. I got sick three times. A food virus and another time some more stomach issues, and it was day, I think, 42 or something like that, and um, that was the day that I had the biggest fight with God. I mean, I, I mean, we, and of course he won. I'll tell you the ending. He won, <laughs> but I had this huge fight with God. I was uh, real thin. I was just, I was crying. I my feet hurt, my whole body ached, and I just said, why did you send me here? What was my purpose to be here besides that I love, love, love walking, and I love competing, but this is crazy. I'm 44 miles behind, which means I have to make up that 44 plus still do my 60 a day, and I just said, why did you do this to me, God? Why? Why am I here? Why? I quit. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going home. There's no way in the world that I can make up 44 miles. And so when I got to my aid station, I had my phone turned off. And so I turned on the phone. And what felt like five minutes was only a couple of minutes, but my phone was just beeping with notifications. It was just beeping and beeping. And so when it stopped, I could see three of them. And one said, Yolanda, I'm praying for you. And then another one said, Yolanda, I walk today because of you. And then another one said, you're my inspiration. So I'm still kind of drying my eyes, crying. And then I clicked on the the messages in there, and I started strolling. And it was like hundreds of them. Yolanda, I'm praying for you. Yolanda, you got this. Yolanda, you can do this. Is just pray. Just I, you got this. And so then I just started to something just like came all over my body. I just felt relief. I started back smiling, and then I just looked up in the sky and I said, "Oops, I'm sorry, God. Now I know what my purpose is." <laughs> And so then when the race director came to me, he was all sad. And he said, Yolanda, you have to do 62 miles from here on. The next 19 days, you have to do 62 miles a day. The race started every morning right at 6 a.m., and we had until midnight to finish uh, our 60 miles. And so I just looked at him, and I just smiled, and I said, okay. And so I finished that night. Uh, I think I did like 63 miles, and then um, when I woke up the next morning, I turned on my phone, and I'm reading on my social media sites, uh, one of them, um, all my ultra friends were like, Yolanda, you got this. It's just 100K. You've done that many times. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah. It's just 100K. I've done that before. Well, 100K is 62 miles. <laughs> so it becomes wow. too weird. <laughs> but see the difference a mindset. You know, if you say 62 miles to me, I'm like, oh, darn. And then, but if you say, well, it's just 100K, you've done that many times, it was no problem. 
um, to, so I ended up finishing the race um, in uh, 51 days, 17 hours and 13 seconds, which only gave me a one hour window. I finished just, you know, right at 11 uh, p.m. And everyone that was watching, because you could actually watch us live for 18 hours a day. They had a, a live video cam. You could watch us go around. And, um, and so uh, what they did was they um, actually had a really nice setup. And I actually just saw part of my finishing video. And I'll post that on my social media site for you guys to see because I still can't, like, really look at myself because I was really, really thin. And it just, um, I see that side of it. I don't see the, like, wow, you did something amazing. But anyway, um, I people were on needles and pins because they didn't think I was going to make it. And so my husband um, and some family members and stuff, they were just, you know, calling and texting. And, and then my daughter, she was there, and and they were calling her saying, is she going to make it? And so she was like, well, yeah, she, yeah, she is. But you guys didn't know that I was going to make, but I just knew that I, I, I was relieved that I didn't have to have that stress on me of having, you know, 10 more days. So I, I just took my time. <laughs> and so, but I didn't know it was affecting everybody that I was enjoying the last, you know, 10 hours. And so when it, um, and then there was another lady there. It was her first time too, um, Carita. Uh, she finished four hours ahead of me. So they saw her finish party and they didn't think that I was going to finish. But um, the point of me telling you that is that when, when God puts something on your heart, you know, he, he's going to see you through it. So even though I didn't look in the time on the clock, look like, oh, she's not going to make it. And then you looked at me Besides my smile, you thought, oh, God, she's feed her. Somebody feed this woman. And so, but I just knew, I, I just wanted to soak in that last few hours and just thank God that he gave me that opportunity and he gave me the strength and the courage to do something just so extreme. And here in America, they don't know much about this race, and now they are because I I did the race, and by me having all of these different what in the marathon community, I would be considered a challenge or she can't do it because, one, you know, she's 59 years old. Two, she's just a walker, you know. So competing with runners and and um, younger people, um, it just um, – it was just a huge, huge inspiration, and it made other people think, wow, you know, I have never even done a 5K, which is three miles, versus to see this woman do 3,100 miles, you know. And so God, had, he just really blessed me with that, um, uh, just just that, the strength and the, just the, and the courage, like I said, the courage, because Sometimes uh, I've been doing this extreme multiple almost every weekend for almost 10 years of marathoning. We call it marathoning now uh, where you're doing a marathon, you know, Friday, Saturday. If there's a holiday, you're doing it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But basically every Saturday and Sunday I was traveling the country in what we called back then chasing marathons. And today there's just 
um, marathons everywhere, uh, and especially ultras. They're they're popping up all the way. But I was blessed back in between 2010 and 2015, California had more ultras than um, any other state. So by me living here in uh, Southern California, I did a lot of commuting to Northern California to do the ultras there. And so I was just flying and driving back and forth just all over. And um, to and when I look back now, it was it, it it was pretty huge what I what I've done. And especially the a fifty a ultra is a fifty k and a beyond, and a fifty k is thirty one miles. And I didn't realize how amazing that was because the ultras are usually up in the mountains. <laughs> in the mountains, you know, when you're walking or running, trying to run those mountains, it takes you longer, you know, to get it done. And the race directors, they all got to know me, and they were like, oh. And they have cutoff times. And I always made every cutoff, and um, they were just like, oh, we're not worried about Yolanda. Yolanda will get it done. <laughs> you know, so we're, we're not worried about her. Well, let me, let me ask you. <laughs> In your training, in your training to get ready for May, what are you doing every day to get yourself mentally and physically prepared for your next? Uh... Well, what I'm doing now is um, uh, two weeks ago I did a 100 miler uh, in Las Vegas, and um, I was using that as my training for the 3100. Which, which was now mm-hmm. I realized was not a good idea because I ended up getting blisters on my feet where I just got my feet right back to where they need to be. And so now, uh, so that was not a good idea <laughs> to go and do a hundred miler and get your feet all messed up again. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm actually trying different supplements so that um, I can get my nutrition right. So uh, getting ready for the 3100, doing it from last year, nutrition is number one for me. So um, I'm working on my nutrition, trying different, because I have a very sensitive uh, stomach. Um, and so, and you have to picture this, picture walking or running nonstop for 18 hours. Your insides just, they just don't, it just, it messes them up. I mean, it just, doesn't feel right and then trying to walk and eat at the same time and and uh, it's just so that's a job in itself to try to figure out what foods that you can eat that will give you energy but yet not upset your stomach and so so that's kind of what I'm working on and then and then also it's basically 80% mental and that 20% is physical so I, last year I had a mindset coach, and she was also a track and field coach, but number one was mindset, and she pretty much got my mindset to go the distance because it only takes a minute to say, oh, my feet hurt. I don't want to do this, and now you're done. It takes longer. It only takes one second to tell yourself you don't want to do it but it takes hours to convince yourself you do want to do it when you're doing a race. And I had, I never had any days like that, uh, but I did have other challenges, which was getting sick or the blisters on my feet. And then my feet grew. Um, I, I, I wear a nine and a half, nine to nine and a half. 
but I brought size 10. Well, I am now 11, believe it or not, I'm size 11. And so, um, so shoes are number one to get myself ready. I am, I do like Skechers, um, but now I'm trying other shoes, other products, uh, shoe products, because um, just getting your, your feet right. And then I'm also trying different insoles because it wasn't so much, I only had two small blisters, uh, one on each foot that we kept um, control of. So the blisters were not a problem, but it was pounding on that cement, that sidewalk for 18 hours. My feet literally hurt. When I sat down for a few minute break, I just knew it was going to be horrible to get up to to start back. I would have to do a whole mile real slow just to get my feet back to where they just didn't hurt. And so it felt like um, I have sprained my ankle before, so it, it felt like a, a sp- my whole foot was just spraying. It felt like bones were broken, even though they weren't. And then they would only swell just a little bit. And so when I did take a break, I would put I would ice ice my feet. So it's more now that I've done the race, um, it's more fixing all those problems that I had. And it had nothing to do with actually walking the race um, because mentally I was ready for that. But I just, my body, I had to get my body, you know, for, like I said, the blisters, because I've had blisters all the time um, in, in races. So I knew how to take care of the blisters, and, but I just didn't know my feet was literally just freaking hurt. And so, and then I didn't want to get too. Uh, it got to the point where Tylenol didn't work anymore, so then Advil would would work, and so I would have to rotate. With, and then, of course, you can't do so much Advil or um, take too many of those. You just I just got immune to them. Then it was, and then like I said, the nutrition, the weight was just falling off and falling off. So, ladies, if you want to drop some weight, believe me, you can do it walking. <laughs> okay, not this extreme, but. Well- Walking. Well, tell our audience a little bit about your your diet. Uh, what are you eating every day? What do you eat to keep yourself uh, prepared to take on these challenges? Um, you know, I, I don't eat anything different. But however, right now I'm on a I'm getting ready to do my second fitness bikini fitness competition. This one is going to be at the famous Venice Muscle Beach. Uh, May 28th. So when I did my competition a year and a half ago, that is, to me, that is the best nutrition diet. I only did the competition because I wanted to see, by already being a thin woman, I just said, you know, can you really transform your your body by eating? Yes, you can. Uh, My diet right now consists of uh, chicken breast, fish, Lots and lots and lots of broccoli and brown rice. So that's what I'm eating now and um, to get ready for this competition. But once uh, May 28th gets here after I finish the competition, then it's going back to everything uh, to get ready. Because then I have three weeks before June 17th before the race starts. And so what I'm going to do between May 28th and June 17th, oh, I'm going to In-N-Out Burger, I am going to just 
French fries. I'm going to fatten up. It's going to be hard <laughs> watching my body go from fitness to, you know, I mean, I'm still going to eat healthy, but I, I've got to take in so much calories. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat steak and fries. I'm going to eat baked potatoes. I'm, I'm going to fatten myself up so that, um, you know, um, when the weight starts coming off, it'll be that weight that I'm trying to lose versus it just falling off. And there was one of the guys from Sweden last year. I, I was, you know, to myself, I was very judgmental. And I thought he was the big guy. He was about 6'3 or 6'4, but he was really heavy. And I said, okay, I'm with the best athletes. Okay, he's awfully huge. Okay, let's see what he can do. I know I can beat him because <laughs> he's just too big to run. Well, I saw why he was that big because he lost all of that weight. My daughter came back at um, the last week. She was there the first week, and then she came back the last week, and she said, Mom, I couldn't believe – I didn't know who he was because he, he, he lost so much weight. And even one of the ladies – she wasn't a big lady, but she had put on some, some extra weight – so anyway, my point is I'm going to put on, put, purposely put on weight so that I can, within 10, 15, 20 days, it'll be dropped off and I'll be back to my normal weight and I can maintain it. So the, really, the only nutrition that I'm doing right now is a fitness competition nutrition, which just is it's eating six small meals a day uh, along with the protein shake and that and it's very healthy. It's just brown rice, broccoli, string beans, if you get tired of the broccoli, uh, chicken breast, or fish. Very simple, um, but it is in portions. Like um, today, I'm on three ounces of chicken breast, one cup of rice, and a cup of broccoli. And I do that three times, four times I eat that. Well, three times, and then breakfast is... um, Three boiled eggs without the yolk, oatmeal with some walnuts, and um, that was breakfast this morning, along with a cup of coffee. Now, but the, the difference. Now, when do you hmm? start? When do you start your regimen? What what time uh, in the morning does your day start? Uh, my day starts at 5 a.m. and breakfast is at six, and then I have a. Uh, I start to. Um, put in my miles, and then after my miles at 9.30, I eat again, and then um, uh, whatever's on my schedule, whatever body part, uh, muscle group that I'm working, then I work that, and then 11.30, I eat again, and then again at 2.30. It's, it's very uh, tedious. Um, after, I'm already, I've been on it for a couple of weeks, and I'm already kind of like, ah, <laughs> but, uh, but it works. How, I mean, how do you- do you have any joint pain, or or if you do, how do you deal with your your joint pain? I mean, I know I suffer a lot from my knees, uh, not so much my ankles, but my knees. And so, um, do you have any joint pain, or how do you deal with it when you do have it? No, I I don't. Um, okay, this is what I uh, I have back problems. Um, when from doing the marathons, okay, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, only when I not when I do marathons to 26 miles, my back doesn't hurt. But anything above uh, a 50k, 
uh, 31 miles, uh, I, I developed this lean. I lean to the right side. In other words, my muscles, you know, in, in my back will get tired, and so therefore I start leaning over to another muscle. So it just felt very comfortable uh, leaning. And so, um, but it doesn't look right, and then, it, again, my back hurts. So um, getting a massage afterwards, that just really wasn't working. So two years ago, a friend of mine started a challenge to do a headstand, to do a daily headstand, and I had never done a headstand. So uh, she started it January 1st, and then um, it took me a month to learn to do the headstand, in other words, to come off the wall doing a headstand. So then it took another two weeks. Uh, My husband had to spot me. You know, I had to have somebody. He was my wall. You know, stand in front of me while I do this. And so once I learned to do the headstand, and I did it every single day, um, uh, I think that year, two years ago, I did a couple of six-day races. I did um, some 100-milers. My back did not hurt. I did not lean to the right. And so then I started noticing that, okay, doing this headstand. So then I, I kind of researched doing what the benefits of doing a headstand is. It strengthens your lower back, uh, your arms, your shoulders, and it definitely really contracts and works your abs because your abs are what is holding you up. And then your abs, if you've got strong abs, your abs support your back. So now, last year, I think I did almost every day a headstand. I missed a few days. But Teresa, her name is Teresa, a really beautiful woman, uh, she brought the, the challenge back this year. So I'm on day, today is day 67 of doing a headstand every day. So that doing these marathons, uh, the 3100, the only really physical problem I had was my feet just literally hurting, okay? And so um, so doing a marathon or just any running or walking, you know, a 5K or, or more, if you if your back starts to hurt or any other, your joints or whatever, stretching really, really, really helps. And I used to never stretch. Um, um, and matter of fact, I don't warm up. I figure walking at a 15-minute mile pace or 16 to 18 is my warm-up. After doing the 3,100 and doing a headstand every day, I now stretch. I, uh, again, before the race starts, around 10 minutes to, um, to 6, I, I'm stretching and I'm really getting my body, my muscles, my major muscle groups warmed up, and then I can start the race. So, I, I've, I've, again, I've learned a lot. So, But as far as just some issues with my joints or anything like that, I, I actually don't have that. But during the marathons, the back was the, a huge problem. And to correct that for me is headstands and stretching. Now, what about they got this new thing, uh, I think they call it um, planing, where you, when you on your elbows and you, you uh, on your elbows and your toes, and you do that for a set amount of time. Uh, do you do any yeah. of those? 
Yeah, those are planks, and yes, I do do planks. Matter of oh, fact, planks. yes, I'm today, sorry. yeah, it's, yeah, no, no, no problem. To me, a plank is just like a headstand. The only difference your your vertical and um, the headstands, your your uh, you know, you're straight up. Yeah, it uh, it actually is. It's basically the you know, it's just two different ways to do it because the plank you're holding yourself up with your abs, and then of course you're strengthening your arms. And um, and and they they look really the planks look very simple and easy, and they're the hardest things to do. And um, for a while there, um, what I was doing is right when I wake up in the mornings, I say my gratitude prayers and stuff. But I used to do it in the bed right when I wake up. Well, before I started back the headstands this year, I would just get right on the floor as soon as I stepped out of bed and did a plank. And I'm telling you, that wakes up every single muscle in your body along with your brain. <laughs> because your brain is saying, what the heck are you doing? But if, if you could get up to like three minutes of doing that along with saying your gratitude prayers, you're good to go for the day. Okay. All right, let me get some of the audience in. We've been talking for a while. Uh, Cheryl, uh, do you have any statements or questions uh, you'd like to ask? Good evening, and how's everyone doing? Good evening, um, Yolanda. Um, no, I'm really enjoying um, everything that she's saying. It's very um, giving, you know, providing you with a lot of information. Um, and congratulations on your marathons and your um, the different things that you participate in, and really on your everyday way of living is really, really incredible. So, um, again, I'm just, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank Cheryl, you, Cheryl. To, uh, uh, to, to, to share with Yolanda, uh, what is your regimen, your eating regimen or diet regimen? What, what are you doing uh, in terms of your 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 morning ritual throughout, throughout your day? How many meals are you trying to eat? Um, well, um, right now I've been on a, um, I'm doing my concentration. So, um, and it's no food at all. So I've just been doing, um, different types of herbal teas, my herbs, um, and, um, my gallon of water a day. But normally, um, I'm a pretty, pretty boring eater and, um, I don't, eat a lot of food in the morning I may have may have a fruit if I have anything um I may eat some lunch I may eat um a salad for dinner I probably would do uh, a type of fish um and maybe um a vegetable I do eat a lot of um raw vegetables and um fruits very little um cooked food, plenty of water, plenty of, um, drink plenty of herbal tea, um, herbs, and packaged herbals in, um, pill form as well. So, um, that's me. I'm, I'm pretty boring when it comes to, um, eating. And now, uh, like how often are you going to, how often are you going to the gym? Um, at least four times a week, but, um, 
with the other three days, I may do some exercises here um, at home because I have different equipment that I've um, gotten over um, this last year, and I am familiar with planks. I do I do do the planks as well, but um, four times at the gym a week. Um, Joyce, what what do you have any questions or uh, statements you would like to make to Yolanda? Hi, Yolanda. How you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi. I don't have any Hi, questions, but my, my but my sister Audre might have some. Hold one second. <laughs> uh, tremendous Thursday, everyone. Uh, I would just like to say thank you for sharing. Um, congratulations on pushing yourself and Miss Yolanda, and um, you know being the best you that you can do and be. And now you're sharing that with us and others. Um, I have a long way to go myself to uh, really work out and eat properly. I know it's the right thing to do, but haven't just uh, mastered that yet. So um, I I really support you and your endeavors. And thank you for sharing your story. It's it's truly inspirational. Thank you, Joyce. You're welcome. This is our sister. We're together in yeah, that's a sidekick, uh, Andre, who, who's out of town. Oh, Andre, sorry. Just, so, <laughs> Hi, Andre. Just really, sorry really just that. Ago. But that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, Andre. Yolanda, tell us how you okay. really got started. How did this start? How did you just all of a sudden decide that you were going to put your body through uh, this kind of uh, pain and, and torture? Well, um, first of all, it's not pain and it's not torture because it led up to this. And I, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I know it sounds painful and torture, but it, it really isn't. Um, what happened was um, almost 10 years ago for my 50th birthday, I wanted to do something different. So I set out to do 50 marathons in 50 weeks, and I didn't accomplish that. I ended up doing 65 marathons in 52 weeks, and it led to where I am today. I've never stopped. And um, at the time that uh, when I was turning 50, um, I had only done uh, a total of 12 full marathons. Because back then, you would do one or two marathons a year. And then that first one you did, you talked about that for almost six months. Okay, bragging rights. <laughs> and so that was in my 40s, and I did plenty of 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. And my first uh, full marathon was in 1998 um, at the Portland Marathon. And the reason why I cho- chose the Portland Marathon is because they're walker-friendly. Um, and so, and I, I've been true to myself uh, as a walker. I've had many, many people and runners tell me, you look like a runner. Why won't you run? You would be so much faster and better. And I said, and this is and it's true. I tell people today, the reason why I don't run is because I'm lazy. It hurts to run. At least to me it does. Get your heart rate way up there, and you're huffing and puffing. That hurts. <laughs> your legs hurt. So I'm like, no. I've And people think I'm being sarcastic or funny, or when I say I'm lazy, it's true. 
even though walking, you're out there a little bit longer than the runners. Yes, my best time on a marathon is five hours and 22 minutes. However, listen to this, ladies. When I, I believe that I was one of maybe three people in the United States that was running, uh, walking a marathon with a skirt on. They didn't have running skirts, so I would wear, okay, and I would get my hair done on Saturday to do a marathon on Sunday. I would put on my designer sunglasses, and hey, I was fabulous. <laughs> and so that's why I got the name Walking Diesel, because I feel like this. If I'm going to pay the money to do this race, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be grumpy about it. I'm going to look good. <laughs> and that's how Walking Diva got started because people were like, oh, my God, she's in a skirt. Look how she's dressed. Oh, my God, boy, you look fabulous. <laughs> oh, and now it's the biggest thing. All the ladies, uh, there are so many different outfits to wear And now I tell people to get to that point, to get to the marathon, what do you have to do? You have to train. Who said you you don't have to look good training? I also look good when I'm training because I figure like this, why be grumpy, look grumpy while you're training? There's no reason why you can't look fabulous while you're training too. (laughs) And so sometimes I'm in the gym. With my sunglasses on, a lot of times because my eyes are red. <laughs> I have my sunglasses on. I'm thinking, okay, got to get this done. Might as well put my sunglasses on. Might as well put my cute little workout outfit on, and let's just get this done. Now what I'm doing um, is um, I'm training for this, um, this fitness competition, and so I have to walk in five-inch heels. Okay, so what do I do again? I carry my five-inch heel with me to the gym in their huge aerobics room. I'm walking back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) And then the good thing is they have the punching bags, and so the guys are in there. They already have the music for me. (laughs) So I'm practicing. I tell people this, too. Walking in five-inch heels is a workout. You're working your legs. You're working your calves. Now try posing. Okay, those poses, these ladies make these poses look like, oh, that is just so simple and easy to do. Try twisting your body. Okay? (laughs) So I do that. And then today... I did my headstand and picture because I have to post on Instagram uh, on Teresa's page. We post a picture of us doing our daily headstand. And, of course, I took mine in my five-inch heel again. It's not torture. It's, I, I mean, I look at, yeah, walking in five-inch heels is really torture. However, you can make it fun. And I always tell people you can make it fun at any age. I'm 59.8. Two more months, I'll be 60. And um, people have been asking me this question, wow, what is your 60s going to bring? That's a new chapter. Got to wait and see. (laughs) Wait and see. But what I'm trying to say is that working out and doing an event, whether you like running, walking, riding your bike, hiking, make it fun. It doesn't have to hurt. And I think that's where we we kind of lose 
uh, focus on uh, our health. I mean, especially as women, uh, I'm, I'm a mom of two grown children now, no grandkids yet, but uh, two kids. I put, I did everything was for my family. I, I was last, and um, and I, I just, it's just normal. You eat last. You, I, I it, it, just your, your children come first, and then your husband, then yourself. And so you, now that my kids are grown and out the house, a lot of people ask me, how do you travel and do the things you do? Well, one, you know, in, in the fitness world, uh, one is because, one, I, I love it, and two, I put me first. And then by putting me first, my health, it, they, they work hand in hand. I, working out is working your health. And so I didn't have any role models growing up. You know, as a matter of fact, um, the virtual Extreme Walk for Diabetes 52 to 8 Challenge, is because, uh, it, I founded that. And my mom, uh, yesterday was her birthday. She would have been 79 years young, and she died of a massive stroke five years ago. Uh, um, she had, you know, diabetes complications. My father's been gone for 15 years with diabetes. He died of diabetes complications. So, um, you know, I just had no, uh, and I'm pretty sure all of us were like that. We just didn't have, we, our health just wasn't number one. Everything else was mainly our jobs because, you know, we had to pay the bills. And so you just never thought about your health. And so back to a question that you asked me, James, earlier on, you know, how do you get rid of the the excuses to not, you know, put your health first. And that, it was really hard for me for a long time um, uh, because even before I started doing these multiple marathoning, um, you know, people would, you know, like thought I was selfish, but I didn't realize that I was actually putting myself first. But what I would end up doing is getting up before the kids. And so I would be outside walking, you know, at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, and back home by 6, 6.30 to get the kids up and ready to go. And I was only doing that because I wanted to and because I knew that once my day got started, I would come up with 100 excuses, some really good ones, of why I couldn't walk that day. And so it, basically, you know, as a woman, you just have to put yourself first. And so I always like to work out first. Thing that I do before my whole day because again I'm I'm human too I can come up with some really good excuses not to um, work out and so we just again if you don't have which I didn't any my parents didn't work out um, and their parents didn't work out and so we I guess we were just and then like I said when you first start to work out it does hurt you know you're sore <laughs> and so. The, the mind says, no, I don't want to feel that way, so we're not going to do it. And so, so, so that's how I get rid of my excuses is just to try to get it done right away. And then it becomes a habit, and then that habit becomes where your body will start to crave that workout. And then how I get, came to the extreme, because a 5K, which is three miles, will lead to a 10K. A 10K is um, six miles, okay? And then 
you see what I'm saying? And then it just goes on and on. So right. next thing you know, you'll be where I am. You'll be begging the race director to let you in the 3100 because you know you can do it. <laughs> so that's kind of how. I have a couple of more. I have a couple of more people on. Let me try to get them in. Uh, 9520. Okay. 9520. Give me your name and where you're calling from. The last four digits of your number is 9520. Give me your name and where you're calling from. All right, D, uh, what, what are your thoughts? What would you like to say to Yolanda? Holder uh, about what she's doing uh, to just let us know. Uh, just before turning sixty, uh, she's doing these magnificent events. Well, uh, good evening, everybody, and uh, thanks for having me. Guess on, James. I, I find it very inspirational to know that uh, at age close to sixty, uh, she's finding ways to uh, exercise. And uh, and keep a weight down. Um, I, my next birthday, I'll be 62, and um, I'm I'm always looking for a better way to um, try to get off the um, uh, blood pressure medicines and things like that. And now I, I don't know you can answer the question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, uh, is walking uh, the the power walking that I that I hear you speaking of? Uh, is that walking vigorously? And uh, and secondly. Um, Dick Gregory years ago uh, explained that the uh, the only way to walk uh, or the way to get more out of your walking is to use your heels. And I think um, most people don't realize that. And uh, is there any truth to that? Uh, is, is using your heel most beneficial? And is and and does the uh, power walking consist of vigorous walking? And is that enough to uh, uh, get the Hopefully, probably uh, substitute the, the the need for blood pressure medicine. I know you're not a doctor, but I get your opinion in that. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I walk. It's heel toe. Yes, and it's pumping your arms. That's what power walking is. Is is that your your posture is straight up. Your eyes are looking straight ahead. Your arms are at a ninety degree angle, uh, close to your your waist, and you're pumping your arms because actually that's what's giving you the speed. Is your moving with your arms and, and guiding with your shoulders, and then you're coming down on your heel, just just like what Je- Jeffrey said, it's heel-toe, it's heel-toe, and that's what gives you uh, the speed, and you're actually taking a little bit shorter steps, and that's what gives you your speed, and uh, the faster you go. Um, I, When I'm competing for, for time more than distance, uh, I I'm cruising at a 12-minute mile pace, and then I'm working hard anywhere from 10 and a half to 11 and a half. And uh, yes, the only way that you're going to drop weight and to really see a difference um, in your health and your weight is that you you power walk, not leisure walk. A lot of the doctors uh, used to say, you know, walk for 15, 20 minutes, three times uh, a week. No, you need to do some rigorous 30-minute power walking, 30 minutes a day, every day. Not 
just three three times a week. I mean, but you want to gear up to that. If you have some health issues and stuff like that, you, you want to gear up to that. But that's what you want. You want that 30 minutes um, of really power walking every single day. And if you can do that the same time every day, it will lead to a little bit more. And as far as your um, uh, your high blood pressure, um, walking helps control everything, absolutely everything. Um, mm-hmm. I went to a con- convention two years ago in Washington, D.C. Uh, it was for, for walking, um, and a lot of the doctors said that walking was the best way that they prescribed for their, their patients, no matter what they ha- disease they had. Uh, they would always add in there, and they would write it on a prescription pad, walk 30 minutes a day. Yeah, it, it does. It just it 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 does so much for your body and also mentally. I come up with my most creative ideas walking. Um, it's when I'm out walking, I can meditate. Um, just my mind just just goes. It's just it's just heaven for me. And and then on if you if you live near a beach, beach walking is the best. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Let the waves hit your feet, and that's actually uh, the salt water. Uh, you know how they tell you if your muscles are sore, go soak in some Epsom salt. Well, that's your Epsom salt right there, the ocean. And um, before we, um, I keep going on and on on left field. I do want to tell you guys about um, my virtual Extreme Walk for Diabetes 52 Day Challenge. While I'm in New York walking for 52 days, you can do it with me by walking a mile or more a day for 52 straight days. Um, if you go on YolandaHolder.com, there's more information about it, and you sign up there. And I hope that everyone's listening that will take the challenge. Uh, even if you can't do a mile a day, just 15 minutes, or use your Fitbit and whatever your Fitbit tells you you're doing, how many steps a day, just move your body every day for 52 days. And then if you have one of those days, you're on day, say, 23, and you're coming up with all these great excuses that you don't want to move your body, just turn on your phone, your computer, wherever, and go online and watch me go around and around and around that block for 18 hours a day over seven days. Oh, my God, when I think about it, it's going to be fun. <laughs> 3,100 miles. So just think about that. When you can't do a mile, think about it. Yolanda's doing 60 today. That'll get you motivated. Wow. To do your- <laughs> and, and you want me to believe that is not pain. I'm sorry, Yolanda. I, I am inspired by you. I, every time I listen to you, I, I say, I need to get up from here and get moving. But uh, all I hear, you know, I played football and I played basketball. I wrestled. I've done, uh, I've done, didn't do much track, but um, I was, uh, <laughs> I I don't, if my coach would have came to me and said, okay, this morning we want y'all to walk 60 miles, I would say, man, you out of your mind. <laughs> so <laughs> all that, of that I've done, days. I don't think I've ever walked those 60 miles. For 52 straight days, day after day after yeah. day. <laughs> and get this, it's a that half-mile block. 
going around that block. I, and like a lot of people that followed me, they were just they were getting like mad. They were like, okay, it takes her seven and a half minutes to go around. And so they're like on their computer at work, and then they look over at their phone. I don't see her. Where is she? And then they look at the time, and then they were like, where were you? It took you 10 minutes to go around the block. Well, I did have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did stop and talk to some of the locals that live there, okay? <laughs> Can I have some fun? <laughs> but, yeah, it's a virtual, which means you do it anywhere, anytime, time of the day um, or night or morning. But like I said, if you're having dinner and it's 730 and you still haven't done your mile for the day, again, just turn on your computer or your phone and say, let me see what Yolanda's doing. Let me see what mile she's on. Oh, she's on 1,432. Hmm, I guess I can walk a mile. <laughs> so it, it's well, interesting. We, we want you to continue we want you to continue to come uh, back with us and just keep us abreast of what you're going to be doing. And we definitely want to be watching you uh, as you do the event. It is, sounds so exciting. Uh, let's go back around. we got a, a few people and, and, and make sure everybody has everything out. Cheryl, uh, any additional things you want to say or share to uh, Yolanda? No, again, I'm just listening, um, really enjoying everything that I'm hearing and um, just taking it all in. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Now, Joyce, um, you walk your dog daily, don't you? Yes, I do. I do 10,000 miles, 10,000 steps per day. That's my goal, 10,000 steps. And uh, on good days when I'm really in tune and, and on the move, I do up to 15,000 steps per day. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I don't know how many miles that is, but that's that's my goal is between ten and 15,000 steps per day. Nice. Very nice, Joyce. Well, I'm and trying. Audrey, you know, what, are you average, what are you averaging, Audrey? What are you averaging every day? Mm, I'll cut back. I used to try to keep up with Joyce. We were battling back and forth. But once I became sick, uh, Yolanda, I came up with the excuse. That's what happened. And then I dropped down. So I'm trying to start back over again and uh, get back up to that 10. Anywhere between 10 and 15 is, is good for me because that helped me maintain weight as well as it will help me to lose weight. So I know what I need to do uh, based on the okay. amount of um uh, what I eat and that type of thing, that's what I need a day to maintain and then reduce uh, weight. Oh, very good. Very good, Andre. Congratulations, and welcome back. Now, uh, Yolanda, what are your plans after May? What What are you? Uh, what will be the next event after you complete your May event? Well, May is the, the fitness competition, and then June through August is the 3100 and uh, last year, it took me three months to recover. So during the three months from August to uh, November, uh, I'll be trying to finish up book two. So that'll be um, pretty much all I'll be doing uh, after I get back from the 3100. And I did forget, but I wanted to let you know, we truly, uh, as a man and one of the few men on the show tonight, 
want to let you know we appreciate you in those hills. I mean, there's nothing better than uh, a woman who truly knows how to walk in hills. I have to tell you a, a little joke. Uh, I um, I work at the Wellsville Museum, so a lot of times I'm at the museum uh, take watch uh, parking cars, and there truly is nothing funnier than a woman who does not know how to walk in five-inch heels but who is determined to wear them. And, and so it is, uh, it is almost, I mean, it is almost laughable, boy, when you see somebody who just decided, I'm going to wear these heels whether I know how to walk in them or not. So it is. It is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's, no, it's not fun. And um, I, ugh. Uh, yeah, I, and it's not something that I do. My normal heels are only not even three inch, let alone five. So it's um, but it's a workout. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's working my calves. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we're gonna let um, uh, everyone have a final thought. You know, I just one of the things I want to tell you. Uh, I just got to keep having you come on once a month. Um, you and Cheryl uh, really work with me. I have a lot, a long way to go. Last week I went to the gym uh, three times. Uh, I have a, a young man named uh, Lorenzo Johnson. He was kind of uh, out of commission this week. Uh, but listening to you all, I have to get to the point where when he's not available that I just get up and I go on my own. Uh, what I'm doing now is uh, – a lot of swimming uh, because uh, and walking in the pool because my knee joints uh, hurt when I'm outside the pool. So I, I, you know, I just had to get to the point where, despite whether Lorenzo is available or not, that I make myself go. I'm a, a member at 24-hour fitness. But when I listen to what you all are doing, I have absolutely no, no, no excuses. And uh, and all, even Andre has done everything. I just Everybody's on my back. I tell you what, I have some of the best audience and best friends who just keep me, you know, they, they even with Lorenzo, it's like, you know, I have people who say, you know, I'm not going to allow you to, to fail. And so it is just nice having you and listening to you. And I'm thinking about right now, thinking, oh, even if Lorenzo don't call me, I need to get up in the morning and go to the gym and spend some time mm-hmm. swimming and walking. Because it feels like you are just doing some incredible things. Thank you. And, yes, and you can do it. I mean, it's just one day at a time. Don't think about tomorrow. Just think about today. All right. uh, uh, Joyce, I mean, no, I'm going to go to Joyce. I'm going to come to you next since there's two of you there. Uh, Cheryl, what, what are your final thoughts as we come to the end of the show? Definitely a pleasure having you again, Yolanda, and look forward to having you on uh, many, many more times where we can definitely be educated on that you're doing right now. And it definitely was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, Joyce, uh, uh, after you finish, uh, allow Andre to, to have uh, our final thought. 
Well, uh, thank you very much, Yolanda. Uh, you just really gave me the encouragement to keep pushing myself, keep on getting up and just keep pushing. And uh, for all of those, there's no failure, really. But, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days. But, you know, when you fall off the horse, you just have to get up, shake it up, and get back on and enjoy the ride. Thank you. Hold one second. Again, Miss Yolanda, thank you so much. And may the Lord continue to bless you because through your blessings, you really are blessed, courage, and inspiring others. So we thank you for sharing your story and giving us the um, inspiration and courage to move forward. And I just encourage everyone to know that we take it one step at a time, one step at a time. So keep stepping. Thank you. And you too. All right, Yolanda, your final thought for this evening? Keep moving your body and smiling. Your health is your wealth. It is. You're so right. And I just want to continue to thank all of you that are calling in for your support. Uh, It is just amazing to me that there's so many of us out there doing so many tremendous things, and we want you to be able to come on and talk about what it is you're doing so that you can continue to inspire us to do what we're doing. Uh, Linda, did you mention, are you writing a book? Yes, I have. Book one is out. Um, It's been out for a couple of years, and it's called My Journey to Guinness. You can get it on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And then book two, I'm hoping to have um, a publisher or have it have it ready by the end of this year because I'm going to add the two of uh, the two 3100 miles along with my two fitness competitions along with my two Guinnesses it's just going to be all one great big and with all my nutrition and and my thoughts and everything all in one and I'm working on it now so the best time to work on it is when I get back from the 3100 uh, in August because um, it took me last year uh, over three months to recover. So, and I mean, I'm talking literally laying down, recovering. And so uh, it, this way I can work on the book. I have some free time, <laughs> forced free time. <laughs> okay. Now, have you, been, have you been successful with finding any sponsors to help you with your expenses? Uh, no, not at all. Um, no, I actually um, just heard from Fitbit today because uh, two years ago they had me on their blog and sent me some goodies and stuff. And then today I heard from them again, and it was a little disappointing, uh, but uh, they just want to give me not even their latest prod, uh, prod, uh, watch. Um, they have a... It's called the Blaze, I think. That's a watch or something. And they're not even want to give me that. So I was a little disappointed. But I'm grateful, uh, you know, um, because they know of me. But it's it's really been difficult. Um, but I just take what God gives me, and he provides for me to do what I do. Um, but I was really disappointed in Fitbit because when they started their their um, their product, it was for us, us walkers. It was for walkers and people who don't move their body, even though I do move my body, but I'm a walker. And so now that they're product and they've got like 10 different types of Fitbits, they're going with the elite athletes. And he happens to live right here near me. 
and he's not even an Olympian, and they're sponsoring him. And it's just so I was a little disappointed to get that email. You know, it's just like, ugh, you know, and so. But yeah, so. We certainly want you on our show, and the link will go out and, and have everyone uh, give your um, your website again, uh, so people can reach out and follow you, get to your website, and, and um, be able to uh, get in touch with you. Um, yeah, it's YolandaHolder.com. Uh, that's my website, and you can reach me through there. And then it's Yolanda Holder on all the social media sites, from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to my LinkedIn account. Um, they're all the same, Yolanda Holder. Uh, if you Google me, everything comes up. Um, but uh, Okay, okay. Well, we're going to do all we can to get your name out there, and hopefully uh, we can find some people who, who want to uh, – give to your your events and sponsor you uh, because you're worthy. Uh, you are doing things that all people of color need to hear about so that they we, we need to, to get off our rear ends and I'm one of them and start doing just a, a, a minimum of what you're doing uh, so that we can get our lives back on track. Uh, again, I want to thank all of you out there in the sound of my voice. Uh, I want to encourage you to go to Yolanda Holder's uh, website. Uh, let us support her any way that we possibly can. And we just want to make sure that we recognize that she can be our inspiration to get our lives back in order. I want to thank all of you for your continued support, and I look forward to uh, seeing uh, to, uh, being on the show with you tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a great show tomorrow, and I'll uh, – Send out to you uh, what the show is going to be about, uh, but we need all your voices on tomorrow so that we can talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at 657-383-0309. Thoughts, love, and reflections where your voice is heard loud and clear. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Let it go. Can't let this thing cold up.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.